0: Hey everybody, welcome to tonight's episode of Bible News Radio. Hey, I'm glad that you're here with us tonight. Tonight we're going to look at some headlines of the day, kind of of the week. So do me a favor, that one platform that actually lets you see us, share us, share it out, okay, if you don't mind. <laughs> if you're listening to the archive of our podcast, please feel free to also share that out on whatever platform you're on, because that that actually does help us, because, you know, big tech is banning us everywhere, and I'm not kidding you. We're going to actually talk about that tonight with some of the news articles that we have. Um, Facebook, I will tell you, we stream our show live on Facebook. We use royalty-free music from their library, and they ban us. They, like, stop the show in the middle of it when we're using their music very irritating people. Yeah, it is. So, what we're going to do is we're going to press on anyway, and we're going to read God's Word tonight, and we're also going to share some news that, um, it's just, sometimes this stuff can make your head hurt. But, the good news is, I'm going to read you from the Word of God first, right here, and, and I think I think it'll be a good setup for the conversation. So if you're on my text message list, one of the things um, I told you to do ahead of time was I told you to read Psalm 12 and Psalm 13. So we're going to look at that. I'm going to take off this headset because I don't need it. I only needed it to hear the music. Um, I'm going to read in the Christian Standard Bible. These are very short, so just bear with me as I read this so Psalm 12 says help Lord for no faithful one remains the loyal have disappeared from the human race (laughs) I'm sorry I laughed when I read that because of this translation it's kind of funny they lie to one another they speak with flattering lips and deceptive hearts may the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks boastfully. They say, through our tongues, we have power. Our lips are our own. Who can be our master? Pretty arrogant, don't you think? Uh, Especially if you go to the book of James where it says that nobody can tame the tongue. Um, Very interesting. Anyway, verse five says here, because of the devastation of the needy and the groaning of the poor, I will now rise up, says the Lord. I will provide safety for the one who longs for it. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. You, Lord, will guard us. You will protect us from this generation forever. The wicked prowl all around and what is worthless is exalted by the human race. What is worthless is exalted by the human race, people. Right there in the Word of God, that's what it says. Totally true. You got the arrogant. You got those who flatter. Uh, you got—I mean, I could—I could tell you stories. Trust me on this. But, but in the midst of this, David, who wrote this, um, and this was a song, by the way. Can you imagine them singing this song the way that we sing today? He says, the words of the Lord are pure words. Like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been memorizing a lot of scripture lately. And um, I actually was in my Bible memory app a couple days ago. And within the last, well, within this year, just this year alone, I've memorized about 70 verses of God's word. Um, and when I looked at that, I was like, wow, I've memorized like 70 verses of God's word, like from uh, Psalm 1, part of Psalm 139, part of Romans, um, Psalm 119. I just hit the fifth the fifth stanza. So that's 40 verses in Psalm 119, um, you know, and then little scriptures here and there, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, um, you know, and stuff. And what I can tell you is that that when you're meditating on God's word and you're focusing on His word, it is so easy to see the deception that's out there. Um, and so, the oppressed, you know, the poor, the needy are all being oppressed by the wicked. But David reminds us that what the what the worthless the what is, what is worthless is exalted by the human race. I'm going to tell you, politics is worthless, okay? Just saying. Uh, some of the stuff I'm going to share with you tonight, worthless. But it's what, it, it's what, it, it's what humanity exalts. Let's read 13 now, Psalm 13. It um, says here, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me, agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God. Restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice because I'm shaken. But... I have trusted in your faithful love. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. And so, why do I read this? I read this for the same reason I read the first one is that you have this contrast between a man who, you know, is he's. You you have an example here in in, in, in Psalm 13. He's pleading for deliverance. He's asking, he's asking, how long, how long, how long? You know, a lot of us have been doing that. How long, how long is COVID going to last? How long are we going to have to deal with this stupid vaccination thing? How long, you know, how long are we going to have to deal with the gay agenda oppressing us? You know, how long are are, our churches going to be silent? You know, how long are the murder of the unborn baby going to go on? How long, you know? And yet, David, he answers his own problem by saying that he's going to sing to the Lord because he has treated me generously. I don't know about you, but that's good. That's a good prescription for anxiety is is singing a song. You know, why do you think people turn to music for everything? You know? Sing, sing a song, make it simple to last the whole world long or the whole day long. You know what I'm saying? Remember that song, everybody? Do you remember that song, Sing, Sing a Song by Carpenters. Karen Carpenter? Yeah. Right. If you're as old as Randall, you probably remember it. If you're as old as me, you might not remember it. <laughs> that was supposed to be funny. because yeah, Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> whatever anyway so um so i just want to encourage you you know if you're if you're anxious if you're struggling if you're dealing with grief and loss god's word is the answer to it all you know i mean i'm you know you guys know i'm a transparent lady i i tend to share my life with you because i think being a talking head it's just stupid without being real. You know, I think that we all need to be real. And I think that, um, I think it helps people when, when you are real. And, and I will say that, you know, for me, I have issues. I mean, I do. There's no lie. There's no doubt about it that I, <laughs> that I have issues. Yeah, I do. But the way I deal with those issues is differently than the world. Cause the world will say, well, why don't you go drink? Why don't you go you know, pour your troubles into shopping a lot. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? They will not tell me to go look at God's word. And, and don't ever forget that is the answer. Jesus is the answer. God's word is the answer. It's, it is. It's the answer to everything. And everybody's like, well, no, it's not. And people that say that don't know God's word. They don't have the Holy Spirit usually, and they are not able to comprehend what God's word is, does, and who it will make you if you're, if, if you take time to be with the word, you know, you know, all the gods of the world, Jesus conquered when he rose from the dead. You know, we see it all throughout the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament. You know, he gave us the cure for anxiety, depression, everything. And yet we so easily discard it. And tonight I have some stories about the Bible uh, that are very interesting and and why people get in the news because of the Bible cracks me up constantly. So, of course, Randall, he wants me to lead with this story. Argument over Bible verses leads to strangulation and a murder charge. <laughs> Uh, i'll I'll give you my commentary momentarily but let's read this article i'm going to read it right from the screen randall so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna look at my my computer i'm looking at the screen ahead so so is it raining Sounds like it's raining. Anyway, Mississippi police say an argument over Bible verses led to a fist fight that ended in the strangulation death of one man and a second degree degree murder charge for another. The victim, 32-year-old Sherrod Alexander Laffitt, was pronounced dead at his home on Dogwood Extension, where the fight occurred on the night of July 7th, according to Waynesboro Police Department. WDAM reported that the suspect, 41-year-old Samuel McDougall, uh, surrendered to police later that night. His bond was set at a million dollars. Uh, Laffitt's body was sent to Jackson for an autopsy and the results were confirmed that he died of strangulation. This is an ongoing investigation. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Waynesboro Police Department at 601-735-3192. I think it is raining.
1: Yes. Quite wow. hard.
0: All of a sudden it started raining. So if we disappear and get lost, then you know why. Okay. So I saw this article because, you know, I get Google News alerts for the word Bible and came up and I thought it's interesting. Nowhere in the article does it actually mention the Bible. Um it does. It, well, it in just in the sense that, you know, they were arguing over a Bible verse apparently. Um <laughs> And I'm like, you know, my first thought is, if this had been a Quran that they were arguing over, would it ended up in the news? I mean, that would be one thing. Or if it was the Book of Mormon that led somebody to get killed because they were arguing over the Book of Mormon or the Watchtower magazine or any of the other false religions out there, would it have ended up in the news? I mean, what could have been so bad that these guys were arguing over that this guy would kill the other guy, he'd strangle him to death. I mean, can you imagine the topics? What what would they have been speaking in tongues? I don't know. Um I don't know, Randall, what do you think?
1: Um don't ask me right now.
0: Okay, well you put yourself on screen over here. Well, so um, I guess ready. you
1: can't see that I'm
0: I can see you're trying to fit my head.
1: Yes. Because like mine seems so small in comparison. Because well, my move, hair is so fluffy. I'll move closer. That's what I'll do.
0: You look so dark compared to me.
1: I am tall, I just, dark, and yeah, you are. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, You're handsome. I thought, wouldn't it be ironic if they were arguing over thou shalt not murder? You know? <laughs> the Bible the sixth says commandment. you should
0: not kill me, just so you know. I know, we're not making light of this. This is a very serious topic, but I do find it interesting.
1: It's yeah, it is interesting that they are, you know, familiar enough with the Bible to <laughs> to argue about it, but um are obviously they? obviously not familiar enough with it to live according to it. <laughs> Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. You're 100% correct. If it'd been any any other thing they were arguing over, any other literature in the book, it probably wouldn't have made the news, but Right. But if if you know, if media can equate bible with murder, <laughs> strangulation, they're going to do it.
0: Right. And that's I think that's why that's why I decided to share the article. Yeah. Because for sure. because just because it's just one way to make Christians look bad, right? All right, so here's another article. Um, let's see here. I'm going to bring it up here. Um, it's not that one. It's the other one. The man arrested for drugs in Tennessee. Okay. Okay, that's actually a video. Do you think you can pull that up and we can watch it?
1: Um, with some...
0: Can you Give me a minute. Well, yeah. I want you to he- I want you to see this guy because um, they actually interviewed the inmate in this story, the guy that was arrested. So I'll give the backstory as far as Bareface can can do this, but uh, we live in Tennessee, you know, the buckle of the Bible Belt, and. Um, <laughs> You can talk about the Bible and God to pretty much anybody in this state. Most people are very polite. They'll say, oh, yeah, I go to so-and-so church, whatever. Um, But this is something that just, you know, basically what happened was um, this guy was arrested because he, he got a Gideon Bible in a hotel and he cut out about a square rectangle part of it in it took it out and his intent was basically to smuggle drugs with it he was gonna you know put you know drugs in it and shut it um, and he told he told the news people that the reason he was gonna do that is because he saw this done in a movie <laughs> anyway the, so the article here you know when when you're ready let me know around uh, Anytime. okay well let me just let you watch the news thing because cause it's basically the story, and um, you can watch it for yourself. Just, you know, then we'll talk about it a little bit.
1: All right, so let's, uh, let's do a, a fade to black is our transition. Oh, yeah, well. And uh, I can just play this here and give it some volume somewhere there it is
2: bars in cheatham county we'll back
1: it up so it why keeps... is
0: everything in cheatham county in this state uh, every.
2: tonight an organ man is behind to oh he's from drugs. he's from oregon tonight okay. an organ man is behind bars in cheatham county charged with selling narcotics news 2's andy cordan has this crime tracker alert you're only seeing on news 2. A long-time undercover agent tells me he's worked a lot of dope cases in his career, but never has he had a case where he's had a Bible hollowed out to smuggle drugs. But you haven't seen that in movies and stuff? I have seen that. Yeah. I didn't have anything in it. I didn't even get a chance. I just kind of had it in the car, but they locked onto that, like, ooh, this guy's big time. He's hollowing out Bibles. I'm like, all right. <laughs> this is Isaiah McMenemy on June 14th. The 40-year-old tells me that he's just passing through town when he gets pulled over for a window tint violation. They were quick. I was in town like an hour. I was already in jail. Now out of the car. I do have a narcotics detection canine back of the truck. Canine Loretta alerts on his passenger door. Girl. Come on. Which is where Cheatham County drug agents find this secured box. Would you mind going opening up the lid for me? Inside? A small drug mill, cocaine right here. containing meth, cocaine, heroin, ecstasy, even Viagra. That's a smorgasbord of stuff. Yeah, people were trading stuff basically for ice. Ice, meth? Yeah. People want ice and they're like, oh, I got a couple of these. What will you do, man? Honestly, I didn't really sell much. I just kind of just did it, partied with people. Drug agents also find this Gideon's Bible. McMenemy tells me he hollowed it out, with the intent of one day possibly smuggling drugs. Uh, when you're uh, on drugs, you find ways to uh, waste time. And I was in a hotel room, and I was like, ooh, there's a Gideon Bible. Let's hollow it out because I saw it in a movie one time. The Cheatham drug agent who makes this arrest tells me the Bible is a first for him. I've never seen one in person up until this this date, and I've been doing this for about 15 years. And It sounds like the good book was a bad place to hide dope. I don't believe it was uh, very moralistic. It's definitely a a one-of-a-kind. It's definitely a unique find. Why people turn to drugs is to just not feel so depressed with the existence of what the world's coming to. Well, Mm -hmm. you did have a Bible. I did. could have read. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. The suspect's still in jail on a host of felony drug charges. In Cheatham County, Andy Cordan, News 2. And here I am wondering what story Andy will bring us tomorrow. Meantime, the father of four-year-old twins is in jail on whatever. a seventy-five thousand dollars bond. Yeah. Well, anyway, whatever.
1: That's a completely different matter.
2: <laughs> I, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: what do you say? I mean, hey, we're your Bible News Radio. We're bringing you news about Bible in the news. I mean, what would you think of that? I just, well, I just, you know.
1: Yeah, like I'm, the, you know, just why do people turn to drugs because, you know, they're depressed from, you know, what the world's turning into, and the... Mike, the,
0: the ticker thingy for this story is still up.
1: Yeah, I know, because we're still talking um, about it. Okay. Uh, I don't think anybody's confused it's that your you, name is... All right, I can take it off. <laughs> okay, that's all right. <laughs> Apologies. It
0: does. There we go. All right, Because I'm short, you know, I have yeah. to...
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. But... Um, yeah, the reporter was keen to say, Well, you had a Bible mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're depressed about what's going what the world's coming to you know, the Bible talks quite a bit about that, so um be a great uh, you know, be a great reason to open it up and read it rather than open it up and hollow it out to smuggle drugs. Um yeah. you know, I'm yeah. So but first it sounded like, you know, who's he's in jail for um uh, you know, window tint thing. I mean, but yeah, he's got a smorgasbord of drugs in a box there. Um, obviously, with the way it's set up, you know, in individual packets and that kind of stuff, it's an in, you know, with the intent to deal it. And he admitted that he was.
0: Oh, sure. The guy totally is a sales uh, guy. Um, you could tell. You could um, tell he was a sales guy. Yeah. And you know, he. It's true that if you, if, when there is a will, you'll find a way. You yeah. know. If you need it bad enough, that's that's why I have issues with people who are like, eh, I can't afford anything. I I want counseling, but I can't afford to pay for it. Well, you know what? <laughs> get off your butt and go get a job. Look, there's lots of ways you can earn money. You know, just look at your drug dealer as your inspiration. No,
1: don't well,
0: don't do what they do, but you know they oh. do what they have to do in order to get what they need. Yeah, just saying, we can learn something from drug dealers. Do not hollow out Bibles, though.
1: Read them instead.
0: Read the Bible.
1: <laughs> Especially if you're depressed about what the world's coming to, because <laughs> the Bible does have quite a bit to say about that. Yes. And then in the end, God wins. And uh, those who are on his side uh, share in that victory.
0: By the way, have you noticed there's a theme with those two stories?
1: Um, <laughs> the theme Bible of- and Cranes.
0: Yeah, the Bible and crime. You know, how the Bible is brought into the news because of bad stuff people do. Not because of the Bible itself, but like you got a drug dealer, you got somebody killing somebody, and the Bible's involved, right? It's like, wait a minute. That is propaganda, Barb, just like you said, that is. So, I happen to also find one story where the Bible's mentioned in a nice, healthy, biblical light, and that one comes from... Um, Daily News in Louisiana, I think it is, where the community members participate in the statewide Bible reading outside of the courthouse. And
1: oh, that's one from the Grange.
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to read. It's, I mean, basically that's the story. People, people read the Bible together. Um, and then earlier this week too, there was another article. I don't think I sent it to you, but it was actually the first time that Jews and Christians read the Bible together hmm. in an all-day reading thing in Israel. Sweet. Yes. And the reason it made the news, and I don't have the article in front of me, but it's in, it's in this week's pile of Bible news stories, literal Bible news stories. Um, the reason why that made the news is because Jews read it, and they read the book of Isaiah together. Now, why is that important?
1: Well, if they read chapter 53, <laughs> that's that is right. extremely important.
0: That is extremely important. And um uh yeah, so because so, that's
1: not read in synagogues. No. They skip that every time they get to it.
0: Right. So Isaiah 53, which is all about Jesus, was read by Jews and Christians this week. So,
1: I think we should still read this story. Okay, go ahead. All right, I I can read it if you like. Go for it. All right.
0: Wow, look at that, how you did that. You put you in the corner.
1: Yeah, imagine that while I'm reading it, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Community members participate in statewide Bible reading outside of Courthouse. On the LaGrange Daily News. A small crowd gathered on the Troop County Juvenile Courtroom steps early Wednesday morning to participate in a Bible reading that was simultaneously happening around the state of Georgia. Uh, The reading began approximately at 7.14 a.m. on the steps of the Juvenile Courtroom as other counties around the state were preparing to do uh, the reading of their own section of the Bible, uh, Grubbs said. Doesn't tell us who Grubbs is. I guess we'll find out. The 714 time was chosen to share significance of a Bible verse 2nd Chronicles 714. 2nd Chronicles 714 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. It's not just reading the Bible. It's seeking his face and turning from... <coughs> Wicked ways. Anyways, I was delighted to see this little group here. Grubbs said, "I'm so glad Troop County participated in this." The Bible is divided into 159 sections to be read in Georgia's 159 counties. The scripture assigned to Troop County this year was First Kings 9 through 12, which tells the story of certain moments in King Solomon's life, including a visit from God. We don't doesn't tell us who Grubbs is. Is somebody Grubbs, male, female? uh city official, I don't know. Anyway, but there were <laughs> six Whoever Grubs is yeah. But including like
0: they ate a lot. Yeah, they in, grubbed out.
1: Yeah, including Grubs, total of sixteen participants, took turns reading sections of the passage. Anyway, the uh the entire reading of the passage took less than forty five minutes. That's now that's something there. I want to stop there. And let's 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 talk about that people.
0: And I just put just so you know, I put in the youtube chat i put the link to the jerusalem post article about jews and christians reading isaiah's prophecies together this
1: week all right but um you know there's first kings 9 through 12 sounds really intimidating you know four chapters of the bible um this is the entire reading the passage took less than 45 minutes and as we've stressed on this program before 12 minutes a day, reading just 12 minutes a day, 12, a dozen minutes, so time-consuming. Good luck finding a television show that's only 12 minutes long, Uh, 12 minutes, you can read the entire Bible in one year just by reading 12 minutes a day. Yes.
0: Can I show you something? You can. This is my Bible that I've been reading this year. Everything highlighted I've read already this year. In my table of contents. Just by doing that, what we're talking about, right? See, I'm trying to be a doer of the word, not merely a hearer only. Um, and I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 books that I still need to read out of the 66 left. And I have a good part i got about half of isaiah read so that would be 15 and a half books i still need and then about half well third of the psalms read because um, psalms is a long book too um but yeah and that's just that's being in bible reading accountability groups with people who are reading the bible together but separately <laughs>
1: speaking of that
0: yes yes
1: oh that was my attempt to cue you that
0: was an attempt uh, to cue me yeah oh after all these years i lost the cue
1: yeah mm. now, speaking of that oh yes view text team on stop oh.
0: oh okay yeah i lost it for a second okay speaking of bible reading accountability <laughs> i'm sorry i'm slightly distracted in case you can't tell um yeah. He, okay. So here's the deal. If you struggle with Bible reading every day and I'm not talking, studying it, I'm just talking, reading it. Right. Uh, my friend, Pam talks about reading widely. Okay. And so, cause that's the question. When was the last time you read the Bible, the whole thing, right? It's been a long time for me. That's why I, I, I took this serious when I was first introduced to the idea of reading the Bible together with other people. And that's what we've been doing. We've been getting together every morning, well, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for me on Zoom. But I actually jump into another friend's group on Tuesday and Thursday when I can. But, you know, we get up, we get on Zoom, we get on there, like looking like we do when we get up. You know, there's, that's the best part about this is everybody that I know who's been a part of this gets over themselves, right? You get over being like full of looking like you have to look perfect, Right. Because this isn't about how you look before God, right? God doesn't give a, God doesn't care how you look, right? He cares about your heart and he can see your heart, right? He doesn't care if your hair is all messed up and you're puffy and you're like congested like I am every morning. Um, And it's funny because for me, it adds an added layer of um, authenticity to what you're doing, right? So What we do is we get up and then we check in and say, hey, this is where I'm reading today. And then we shut off our cameras. I know it's so scary. We shut it off and then we go and we actually read the Bible for about 25, 30 minutes. And then we come back and then we all turn our cameras back on. And then I say, who would like to share about what the Lord just showed you and your time with the word? And then we talk. It's a miracle, you know? It, it, it actually has built a community of people who, when we're talking about issues, whether it's of the day or if it's in our life, we're getting answers from God's word. And, you know, it's so cool. We've seen people come to the Lord through it. We have seen people, you know, their life change. I've seen some really pretty cool answers to prayer. Uh, it, it's just, it's such a good thing. You know, but it's not a Bible study. That's the thing I try to let people know. This is not a Bible study. I'm not inviting you to a Bible study. I'm inviting you to Bible reading accountability. This is your time with God. You pick where you're gonna read. God talks to you. And you respond hopefully in a good way with a, being obedient and you move forward, right? So out of this though, You know, we also, I do teach Bible studies. I've been teaching one in Revelation for almost a year. And I'm also teaching Psalm 119, um, which I happen to have taught this morning at 730, (laughs) this morning, 12 hours ago. Um, And anyway, you know, and so we are going a little bit deeper in certain texts when you study the Bible. So, you know, we have that available to you if you're interested. Everything I do is online. So you can... Contact me if you're interested in being a part of those studies. Um, I think you'll you'll get a lot. The the people who are coming are, you know, their lives are being changed, not by me, but by God, by His Word. So text team unstuck to three three two 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 if you want to be held accountable for your Bible reading. I send out a text message asking you, Hey, where are you reading in the Bible today? Sometimes I ask other things too, and then all you do is text back where you're reading. And it's kind of cool because you'll see people, some people are reading in the Gospels. Like I just finished Judges today, um, but I had studied Judges at the end of last year uh, with Pam Gillespie's Bible study group. We did that together. So when I read it now, it's kind of like, huh, oh yeah, I remember that from the study, but I just read it this time. I didn't get deep into it. I just read it. And, um, you know, and I feel good that I read it because I was reminded of some stuff, but um, that's what that's about. And that's what we do here. Look, if you're new to the show, you don't know what we do, who we are. Um, let me tell you what we do. My, my number one goal for Bible news radio is to build stronger families of uh, Christian families built in the faith so that your walk with the Lord is number one. You know, anybody that knows me knows that my number one passion is getting people into God's word. It's been that my whole Christian walk. Granted, I've been zealous about politics and other things throughout my life and, you know, been a therapist and a lot of other stuff. But that's the number one goal of this show. The number one goal is to draw you closer to the Lord, to encourage you in your faith, to build you up as a disciple and to say, hey, you know what? Be bold, stand up, go with God because he loves you and you don't have to be ashamed of the gospel. In fact, if you look at Psalm 119 close enough, everything that I've talked about on this show is in that psalm. And it, it cracks me up, you know. Uh, today, I was looking at the Vob stanza and the, the um, Zion stanza. all right? that right? Yeah. Anyway, those two. And, you know, the psalmist in there, he talks a lot about being reproached by his enemies. But then he also talks about going before kings and sharing about God's testimonies. And he talks about how he isn't ashamed when he does it. And this morning, I brought up to the to the ladies in my group, I said... Who today in our media, you know, who goes before the media today, the equivalent of today's kings, you know, and boldly shares the testimonies of God without being ashamed? Those people you see being maligned all over the media. Jack Hibbs from from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, he's one that will get up there. He'll declare the gospel in a very hostile environment, right? Um, And then, you know, you got people like Franklin Graham and and others who we all know as Christians, but, you know, some like people like Joel Osteen, right? Joel Osteen is totally ashamed of the gospel. You know, here's a guy who he gets up, he'll go on secular TV, but then when he's asked a difficult question, he'll backpedal and he won't tell the truth, right? Right. You know, well, what do you think about homosexuality? Well, it's not God's best. It's not God's best. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It's not God's best though. You know what? Why not say it's an abomination? It's a sin. God, you know, killed people in the Old Testament for it. Just so you know. <laughs> you know we're not advocating death today, but I mean, the, it's not a hard question to answer if you're not ashamed of the Gospel, right? so what we're trying to do is encourage you to be bold in your faith to know what you believe know why you believe it and and encourage you to be really solidly r- firmly rooted in the word of God you know Psalm 1 is a great psalm to, to memorize because you know because this, the psalmist talks about the benefits of being of having of being firmly rooted in um, in your, um, you know, in, in your, your thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got got a little bit distracted. I would never be a great host for like a, you know, a, a catastrophe or something. I could I'd be like, Hey, did you see that tornado? Wait, wait hold on a second. <laughs> um, but you know, Psalm one says how blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Right. We, we are blessed if we don't walk in the counsel of what the world's telling us to do. Nor stand in the path of scoffers, nor sit in the seat of, well, no, stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, right? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates both day and night, or some, some versions just say day and night, not both day and night, but day and night. But then verse three, he says, he will be like a tree. Firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Right? That's what we want. We want you to be like that tree, firmly planted by streams of water, right, which leaf does not wither, it, which yields its fruit in season, its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he's, he prospers. And you will. I promise you that you will prosper if you are grounded and rooted in God's word. Right? You know, I had people many years ago, I had a lot of hecklers and people call my show uh, when we used to be over on Blog Talk Radio. We had our own phone number. I had people calling up all the time from the gay activist community, in particular, and they'd be like, "You're just a Jesus freak, you know. You're a hater. You're a bigot. You're this. You're that. Blah blah blah." blah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know when people people attack me for for when people attack me for being a Bible woman or a Bible thumper or You know, anything having to do with the Bible, you know what I always say? I always say, thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing that the number one thing in my life is God's word and that I love you enough to share it with you. (laughs) You might not like me because you don't like God, but I love you, which is why I'm telling you to read God's word, right? You can mock me all you want. I don't really care. It rolls off my back. I don't care you can mock me all you want i know god's word is true because i've studied it i wouldn't i would not stake my eternity on something i didn't study right i mean if god's word is true and it is and i'm dumb and i don't study it to make sure that it's true right if i if if my if i believe my eternal destiny is either heaven or hell and this bible tells me where i'm gonna go when i die. But I don't study it first, then I'm an idiot, right? I mean, the Bible actually says in Psalm 14, I'm a fool. If I, the fool has said in his heart, there's no God. But if you study the word and you know what it says in Psalm 1, you will be like a tree firmly planted, right, by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season its leaf does not wither and whatever he does he prospers that is a promise to those who are in the word right that you don't get that promise if you're not in the word just so you know if you're not one of those people you know that's not walking if you're walking in the council of the wicked that promise is not for you you can't claim it but if you are walking and your delight is in the law of the lord and in your in his law you meditate on it day and night that is for you But if you're not doing that, it ain't for you, right? If you're somebody like, hey, you're going to watch the news 24 hours a day. You're going to get all upset about what's going on with the world, blah, blah, whatever. Okay, that promise ain't for you, though. You can't like be pulling it out of context and going, hey, you know, God said that I'm going to prosper. No, you're not. (laughs) You're not going to prosper unless your delight is in the law and the Lord and you're meditating on it day and night. That's the prerequisite right there, right? And then it goes on to say the wicked are not so, but they're like chaff, which the wind drives away. And, um, you know, and then it talks about how the wicked aren't going to stand in the day of judgment, right? But the righteous will. So, you know, that's my goal here is to make sure that if you don't get anything else out of the show, that you go read your Bible. That's it right there read it obey it memorize it share it with other people you know don't worship the bible worship the creator of the bible right I, you know what i mean you gotta worship the guy that wrote the bible the god <laughs> the holy god that created you he knit you together in your mother's womb in case you didn't know that it's in psalm 139 which is written in the bible right um so anyway now speaking of that um one last thing. We got... Randall and I have a um, couple of things. Number one, we are raising money to buy a new mixer for our show, an audio mixer. Um, I wrote an email about it a couple of days ago. If you haven't checked your email yet, please check it. Um, I, sh- I put in there the, the one that we're trying to get. It's about a $600 mixer, which is actually very affordable. Um, and we're, we got about halfway there to our goal. And, and,
1: and it's going to replace... Um... Four yeah. pieces of old equipment. Yeah. Which are like 15 so. years old. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and and one modern device will replace four things. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I know some people go, well, I went there and I saw there's one for a hundred bucks. Well, that's not, it's, you know, it's not what it's not. Anyway, bottom line is if you want to donate toward that, when you go to Heart Tug International on our website, BibleNewsRadio.com, go to the give page, donate specify you want it towards audio mixer, then I know how much money we got raised for that. Okay. Um, and also, if you want to become a monthly pillar of the community, you can do that there as well. Anything you give is great. It's a tax deduction for you. And it helps us know how to uh, plan what we're going to be doing. And we will be launching a new website in a, soon, maybe next week, maybe, maybe. By the way, speaking of the website, I'm still looking for some testimonials that we can put on it so if you like our show and you want to give us a short like two two sentence testimonial you can also send me an email or message me on facebook i need it by monday okay so if you watch this you're watching live you want to do that for me i need something by monday i actually really need one more Um, i have a couple already but i need one more for the site so consider please Sending that my way. we put you up there on the site. Just put your name, uh, how you want us to put your name. You can put it with your first name, last initial, your name, location. We don't really care. However you want it is good. The only thing is we can't link to some other website. We can't, like, say you're the, you know, you know. we're not going it, to. It's, it's short. There's little spaces for, <laughs> for the info. All right. Okay. Um, the other thing, too, is that. Jan Markel wrote an article titled, What on Earth is Going On? I don't think I sent this to you, did I? Nope. Yeah. Well, this is actually her email, and I got to read it to you because I read it and I thought, you know, this is really good. So listen to this. It says here, even the secular unbelieving world is stunned at all that is happening in our collapsing world. Most have no explanation for it. Some offer weak explanations that, to the tuned in and spiritually astute, are laughable. Even once sound pulpits remain silent and perplexed. Political commentators suggest that if we just elect their candidate, all all will be rosy again, and someday soon their faith is in their political party. We will own nothing and be happy? Leftists promise that if we fix climate change and spread the wealth around, we will achieve peace on Earth. Outfits like the World Economic Forum suggest someday if we follow their formula, we will own nothing and be happy. How can society be happy under godless communism? Jan Markell asked this question. Here are my conclusions as to why, where we are in history, why we're it, why we're where we are. Okay, that was awkward. <laughs> that looks funny. Okay, anyway, so this is what Jan Markell says. She says, our times are perilous because God is trying to wake up and warn a sinful world. People don't listen when life is smooth sailing. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. The Bible is fulfilling itself. It predicts perilous times in 2 Timothy chapter 3. A Laodicean end-time church, a Romans one society at the end characterized by depravity. Evil and violence will escalate. The birth pangs will become intense and will be hard to watch and read about. We get worn out seeing floods, fires, droughts, and hurricanes, but the Bible says these things must happen, and they are happening. God... God is warning because he always warns before he judges and the world is facing judgment. It is being judged now, but far worse is coming during the tribulation. This is just a warm up. And I will tell you, having been studying the book of Revelation for the last year, I will tell you, near the end of the book of Revelation, we see the great judgment of Babylon, the harlot, and all this other stuff. If you want to read some really, really, like, fantastical, like, pow, you know, this is going to be happening. Check out Revelation 18, 17, 19. Those chapters, man, they hammer, and it is amazing what, what happens. I mean, it really is. There are terrible consequences when we don't do things God's way. Society will fail. The church will head into apostasy but prideful mankind always thinks their way is best and wreckage results god is specifically sending a message to his church he is trying to shake us up so that we will wake up and ultimately look up and i have to say you know honestly there's this little part of me it's like you know to those of you out there who've been like finally you're like finally awake i'm like dang it took you long enough you know, I mean, there's this little part of me that is, I just want to hit some of you in a nice way, not violently. I, I would never kill you, you know, but I'm like, dude, we've been talking about this for almost 20 years on this show and you're just finally waking up to it. You know, Dr. Dobson 30 years ago was telling people the things that, you know, ha- are, we're going to come to pass and you're just finally waking up. It's like, come on, you know, anyway, this is just what Jan says. So, going on, Jan Jan Markrell goes on to say, America and the world are now caught up in an end time strong delusion that has serious consequences. Delusion does not permit people to think rationally and to act reasonably. It does not allow people to vote sensibly. The consequences are staggering. Many think that politics will be the savior or a political particular political party they just want to make america great again but minus god's oversight god is letting us know that only one nation under god will ever function properly and no nation can be great and godless right and i will tell you that america is not the country she's referring to here by the way she writes america showed god the door 50 years ago I'm almost 53, so I was little. I had nothing to do with it, just so you know. But anyway, she says that has consequences. His blessing and protection may have left when we opened the door. I think it did a long time ago. God is allowing some pre-tribulation birth pains on the entire world, but what we see happening today is minor compared to what is coming. The church will be absent during that tribulation time. So in the meantime, may we have a greater burden to save people from the wrath to come. The consequences for a world that rejects Jesus Christ are unthinkable. America and other Western powers have to fade as world influencers so that global government can rise up and rule the world. All of these nations diminish. Keep in mind that this is orchestrated by God for his end time purposes. By the way, I will tell you that I have been talking about that for a long time. America has to go away for the Antichrist to come to power, right? We already know that. Um, She writes here, Lastly, I think there is chaos on earth because Satan knows that his time is short and he has ramped up his activity. He is getting new recruits for his kingdom. This is all the more reason we must be salt and light in these final days. And so I will just say, you know, again, just confirm and reiterate what Jan Markell writes. Yeah, this is not rocket scientist uh, to those of us who re- who read the Bible. You look at what's going on in the world, it can freak you out. And what bothers me personally is I have a lot of Christian friends who don't read the Bible. And they look at the politics and they're looking at what's going on in the world. And they're freaking out about it constantly. And I'm like... You getting mad about what's going on with Biden, the vaccine con, and everything else out there. Well, don't you know people are dying? Yeah, I do. People are dying every day from a lot of different stuff, you know. But you you got popular mechanics like we talked about last week, you know, talking about you know, how science can give us eternal life. It's like, are you kidding? The answers in the Bible. You, got, you just got to read the Bible. Ouch. Right there. Just did that not hurt. But anyway, um, there is also another article. Um, about Twitter? Oh, you want to do the Twitter one? I was going to do the vaccination one.
1: Okay. Well, we promised to say something about. Yeah, so. About what? About censorship on the big platforms. So. So which.
0: You- oh. Well, so I got one from Facebook.
1: Yeah, the Biden story.
0: Oh, do you want to do that one?
1: Well, whatever. It's just that you promised the audience at the top of the, the, top of the hour. Yeah, that okay. you'd be talking about censorship on the big platform. Gotcha. So we're going to get to that later. Oh. And it seems we got like six minutes left, okay. I thought, maybe.
0: Well, fine. Then we'll go ahead and we'll do the Facebook one.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: All right. <clears throat> then we'll do the other one tomorrow because we're not going to have time to do this one. <laughs> All right. So Biden accuses Facebook of killing people amid censorship row. Okay. President Biden (laughs) is he's he's a pawn. He's not even, you know, he's not even. Anyway, I am not going to attack our current president elect kind of sort of, but not really. Anyway, On Friday, accused Facebook of killing people just after White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the Biden administration is in regular touch with the platform to ensure correct narratives are promoted, elaborating on her Thursday admission that the White House is flagging problematic posts for the social media giant to censor. Biden was asked about his message for platforms like Facebook as he departed the White House on Friday afternoon for a weekend trip to Camp David. I do find it interesting that they call it Camp David. But anyway, whatever. They're killing people. The only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated and they're killing people, Biden said. So do you hear that? Me and you, Randall, are killing people because we're not vaccinated.
1: Oh. <gasps> now everybody knows i
0: know but just no. i'm not vaccinated and you know do i look like a killer i mean seriously is this the face of a killer maybe a a spider once in a while but anyway at her daily press briefing saki told reporters that the white house is regularly coordinating with facebook and other social media giants on the latest narratives dangerous to public health that the administration thinks should be censored We are regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives, dangerous to public health. Okay, I already just said that. And we and many other Americans are seeing across all of social and traditional media. The White House is also encouraging social media companies to alter their algorithms to promote quality information and to encourage platforms to act in unison to ban certain people. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others, she said but she also added confusion when pressed on the exact mechanism the white house uses to flag facebook posts it wants to censor we raise for them in our direct channels of which every administration has always had with every social media platform and we are seeing this trend that's troub- troubling that information is inaccurate
1: <laughs> didn't clear what didn't clarify anything at all
0: right we asked if she meant that the White House was identifying general areas of misinformation to censor rather than specific posts. She said, yes, it, it's also publicly available who the individuals are who have spread most of the information.
1: Still didn't clarify.
0: White House spokespeople did not immediately respond to the post request for clarification on whether the White House is indeed flagging specific posts, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, at the press briefing, uh, she was pressed by reporters who noted that science around COVID-19 has evolved and that Facebook previously centered misinformation that later gained credibility. Facebook infamously, infameless, in infamous
1: infamously,
0: infamously,
1: infamously. <laughs> infamously, only one L. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I really don't like this job. (laughs) Infamously. Did I say it? Yeah. Okay. Facebook. Slow down. Infamously. Only one of them. Whatever. Censored until May. (laughs) User posts that claim the virus may have leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. The lab leak theory was denounced as a conspiracy theory by Democrats and some media outlets last year when it was floated by President Donald Trump. It later gained traction, and Biden in May ordered a 90-day spy agency review of the possibility, admitting that one U.S. intelligence agency is leaning toward th- that explanation. Of course, my nose itches. Anyway,
1: could be the Delta variant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Saki conceded Friday that science evolves, information evolves, defending Biden's chief medical advisor, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the top U.S. government infectious disease expert who discouraged people from wearing masks early in the pandemic, despite the historical uses of masks to prevent the spread of airborne viruses and their successful early adoption in East Asia to prevent the spread of COVID-19. She admitted Thursday that Biden administration has been flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation, particularly about COVID-19. Blah, blah, whatever. Okay, I'm not going to read the rest because it's just ridiculous. Okay, but anyway, the point is, if it's being flagged by Facebook, most likely it's correct, right? So if it's saying, like, this is really the truth about COVID-19 and Facebook flags it, you're like... Nailed it. (laughs) You know, hey, look, if you want to get vaccinated, go for it. If you want to get vaccinated, if you want to get vaccinated, it's your body. You can do what you want. I choose not to. Right. And the other article I was going to read, which I can't read now because we're running out of time. It's actually over on HarbingersDaily.com. I'll put it in the in the chat so you can you can read it yourself. But it's titled Check Your Civil Liberties at the Door. I'm from the government and I'm here to vaccinate. Just so you know. Um, so, you know, if somebody comes to my door and tells me that I need to get vaccinated and they're there, they're going to poke me, uh, we'll just see about that, won't we? Because, you know, it's it's not a rule that you got to get vaccinated. We can talk about it tomorrow. We can talk about this tomorrow.
1: Because it's happening in other countries.
0: Because it is happening in other countries. All right. So, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. <sighs> Lord willing, we'll be back. Maybe the rapture will take place between now and then. But if it doesn't, we will be back, people. And we'll be back here to declare boldly that Jesus is Lord. He loves you. Come to him if you don't know him. And read your Bible. Okay? All right. Hope you have a good night. Remember, Bible News Radio, we are trying to reach the hearts of people one verse at a time. And uh, this is a production of Heart Tug International.